May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm wondering if you can call to mind a no-holds-barred, standing up, shouting at each other, family argument over a mealtime. I'm hoping that wasn't today, but um, uh, some of us may feel that it's a sign of healthy family dynamics that every so often it's possible to have an argument in which you really do go for it. Um, I, I invite you just to reflect on what that feels like. There's a sort of inner tension and in a sense once the explosion happens silence falls and often nobody quite knows what to do. We might take up our knife and our fork and very slowly and carefully begin finishing the meal. Someone might just storm out and uh, slam the door of their bedroom. I speak of what I know. (laughs) Um, If you're watching the television, there'll be a sort of anguished silence and then someone might start flicking angrily between the programs to find something that isn't controversial. Again, I speak of what I know. This sense of tension and anxiety is how St. John sets up his story of this evening meal shared by the disciples and our Saviour. When we so elegantly and in such a gentle-mannered, ordered way, repeat that meal this evening at our altar, it seems almost like a ballet. It's beautifully choreographed, and it holds within it all the meanings that we find in the Scripture. But I don't think that is true to St. John's account. St. John sets up this event as incredibly full of tension. Jesus, it's been prepared throughout the gospel that Jesus knew that his hour was coming, his hour of conflict and indeed death. And the story of this last evening in John begins with Jesus calling to mind that his hour had now come. He sits with the disciples to eat the biggest meal of the year, um, probably, um, which I think a bit like, of course, an Easter lunch or Christmas lunch. And he says, one of you sitting around the table, one of you is going to betray me and I will be arrested after this meal. People look round questioning each other. You know, I always knew it was going to be X, or I never liked them, they were from Galilee, or whatever, whatever the apostles will have thought of each other. But the air fills with fear, with anxiety, and with questioning. 
And that is the moment that Jesus steps out of his role as host for the evening, kneels down and washes the feet of his guests. Almost a spontaneous gesture. What does it mean? Jesus himself interprets it. It's a sign that God is always present with us in service. I think it's also important to see that this was an act of unexpected compassion and something new. Jesus was in his compassion for his companions, trying to reduce their anxiety and and help them feel able to listen to what he was going to say as the meal went on. His act of compassion, his gentle service of his friends, makes it possible for them to hear what he's saying to them and to change. Ethicists talk now of our whole society as being morally wounded. Morally wounded. It's the way they talk about the cumulative effect of a collapse of trust in some of our institutions like Parliament, like the Church. The difficulty we have listening to our leaders, including the clergy, feeling there's always a different agenda, people are always lying to us, we can never be sure of what really happens, conspiracies are everywhere. Um, We are morally wounded. We are so overwhelmed by the change in values that we find it very hard to locate ourselves anywhere and retreat into cynicism or indeed bitterness. This simple action of Jesus offers us a new beginning. Compassion, acted compassion and service of other people is what allows us to hear the truth. And to put it differently, if we don't approach one another with respect, with compassion, in a spirit of service, we will certainly never hear the truth. Just reflect on that moment when Jesus washes the feet of Judas. Jesus knows that Judas is about to betray him and with a kiss. Judas knows that Jesus knows he's about to betray him. And yet Jesus, kneeling in front of Judas, washes his feet. That was a possibility of change given to Judas. Jesus' compassionate service made a new beginning possible. Alas, alas, Judas could not respond to that compassion. But my brothers and sisters, 
I invite you to follow our Saviour, to care for each other in comp with compassion, gentleness and kindness, to serve one another, because it's only from such compassion and kindness and gentleness that we will be able to rebuild our broken society, renew our wounded church, and heal our wounded souls. <laughs>